Let's turn our Bibles this morning to Luke chapter 2, and we'll continue in our Advent series, uh, just talking about just how the Lord is, uh, has made His way on this earth. And so Advent is a, thank you Landon, Advent is a four-week period, uh, just really in tradition of the anticipation of the Lord Jesus Christ and His birth. And so for us, we get to look back at that 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 time of anticipation and seeing the Lord come on his first earthly appearance uh, on this earth, uh, you know, coming down as a babe in a manger wrapped in swallowing clothes. And today, not only we get to look back at that, but we also get to look forward at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that should excite us as well. But this morning, we'll kind of look at this story in Luke chapter two, and we'll start out at verse 22. I, I was uh, as me and Brother Jake were just kind of discussing our, uh, our series uh, for Advent, uh, he landed on the passage that he shared last week uh, in Luke and talking about Mary and Martha. And, uh, and for me, I really had it, uh, just a strong desire to preach this about Simeon. I have heard this preached <clears throat> several times before. And uh, I just really love this story and that, that we'll look at in just a, a couple minutes. And I, I was thinking, I was reminded that we had preached out of Luke the first Christmas that we were here at Cross Point. And, um, and so I began to dig and look a little bit to see, I wanted to make sure I had not already preached this to our church family. And so not that you would remember, right? And not that uh, it would just be so memorable that you would just like, I can't believe he's, uh, we're watching a rerun. He's preaching this all over again. But I did a little dig and I did a little searching and uh, it is on YouTube, just the audio message of it, not the actual video. And it's actually Brother Jake preaching. And I was, as I was telling him, uh, because the first year, the first, this is December of 2017, if you care a little bit about Cross Point history. But our first Christmas, we were in the, we were in the tool shed, uh, the tool shop. Someone over here used to call it the tool shed church. Uh, they were watching it on video. And uh, you would see the tools lined up on the side in the shop there of our first meeting place for JT and Julie uh, uh, Thorne. And Brother Jake actually preached this message uh, on Simeon, had three great refined points. Boy, he did a, such a good job as I was listening to that uh, this past week. But, uh, and I was thinking, I don't know how many were actually in that room. Very, very little that's in this room today. Uh, so what a blessing the Lord has taken us on these journeys. That's been five Christmases. This week is the fifth Christmas for our church. Unbelievable. So um, anyway, we'll look now. Let me get into my message. Is that all right? And can I get a second? I'm just joking. Uh, <clears throat> Luke chapter 2, and we'll look at verse 22, and we'll go all the way down to verse 35. I won't read it right now. I want us to just kind of take these verses kind of step by step this morning. Uh, I want us to see my title of my message as we've been looking at this Advent series is the reveal. I, I want to look at two things. I want to look at how it was, what was spoken then and how it was, it was a revealing process to Simeon and those around. But I also want to be very practical for us today and see how it is a reveal for us today. And how we could see things and we not get so wrapped up in the here and now, but see the insight that the Lord has for us. See the reveal that the Lord has for us, <clears throat> not only in the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
but also in our everyday life. And so as we look at this, we're going to do a little history uh, uh, this morning, a little history lesson, not only in the book of Luke, but also where it's even coming from in the, in the text this morning. And when we look at verse 22, and I think Jude's going to have it on the screen for us this morning, but in verse 22 of Luke chapter 2, it says, Now when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So this is a very, very much of a customary time where it, it tells us in the book of, ex, in the book of uh, excuse me, in Leviticus, that if a woman in the, in the Old Testament law, when she had a male child, that there were certain things that she had to do, a time of purification for her body. When she had a female child, there were certain days that she was unclean, that she had to wait for a time of purification for her body. You can go back and read that in Leviticus chapter, uh, Leviticus chapter 12. And... When you study that, there, there's a reason behind that. There's so much in the Old Testament law, by the way, that we live by today. That we just, it's part of our culture. It's part of just almost, as we would say, just even common sense of some of the things that the Lord put. It's common sense for us today, but that the Lord had instilled and put in the Old Testament law. And so there was days that she had to follow in order for her before she was able to even go into the temple to present her baby, just like any Jewish woman would do in that time. And so it also in verse 23, it says that as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. This references back to the, the book of Exodus when the children of Israel are in bondage and slavery and they are let go out of Egypt away from Pharaoh because of what? Because of the Passover. And when the Passover happened and, and you didn't have, have the blood on the post and that firstborn son was taken from the home, was killed. And also the, the, uh, the oldest and the best livestock was also taken uh, from that family. And when that happened to Pharaoh, when he lost his oldest son, he told the children of Israel, get out. And to, and to flee and to leave. And you know the story. You know the rest of the story as, as they go on the way to the promised land. They go through the Red Sea. But then that's when Moses tells them this scripture right here. He tells them that every male who opens the, woman, the, the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And in verse 24 it says, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. And so this references back to verse 22. It tells us that. It's time for her to go to the temple. It's time for her to show her child to the priest. It's time to go and to bring him to be, uh, as you would say, dedicated or blessed of the Lord. It was part of that Levitical law. Now, there were certain things that needed to be done. If you were to read, we didn't read it this morning, but in verse 21, it talks about after the eighth day, uh, on the eighth day, excuse me, that the male son in the Jewish uh, culture needed to be circumcised first. And then after a few weeks, then he needed to be brought to the temple in order for him to be presented to the Lord. And that is what's happening here. Now, I want us to just take a minute just to understand that all of these things in the law was a reveal of what was to come. And the one that was to come was himself the one that's being presented here, the Lord Jesus Christ. I've used this analogy before in other, for other texts, and I'll use it again this morning. If I had a picture of my wife is not here this morning, Ainsley wasn't feeling good a little bit uh, yesterday and today, so they stayed home. But if I had a picture right here of, of Lisa, I would say, you know, who is this in this picture? 
And you would say Lisa. I would say, yes, it is a picture of Lisa, but it's not Lisa, right? It's not really Lisa. It's just a picture of Lisa. And so Lisa, you'd have to go down our road. You'd have to go to our house and go, there is Lisa. The picture is just a picture of Lisa. It's not actually Lisa. And so when it comes to the Old Testament law, all of these things were, it was just a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Lord, he is so humble when he comes and, and, and gone as far as even in the leadership in a direction even of his parents was still following the Old Testament law, knowing that Jesus was coming not to demolish the law, but to fulfill the law. He was coming to make that picture a reveal party. He was coming to actually be the salvation. He was coming as the Messiah. He was coming as the Lamb. He is coming as all of those things that the Old Testament showed a picture of now he is coming to reveal himself to the world and so that's what's happening here in verses 22 through 24 it says that when they come to the temple and they come to present him to the Lord in verse 24 I want to read that again it says and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord and it says a pair there they are to bring Mary and Joseph are to bring not only the baby but they are to bring a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. It was important. It was instructed to them in Leviticus chapter 12 of what they should bring. Now, if you do a little research, you do a little looking and digging, you will see that they left out a verse when they quoted this verse. Uh, the, when the writer uh, wrote this, he clearly uh, wrote the part that what they did. They brought Jesus and they brought the other offering that they were supposed to bring, which was the sin offering. This is what's recorded right here in verse 24. If you were to go back to Leviticus and read what they were supposed to bring, they were supposed to be a, bring a lamb and they were supposed to bring a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Guess why they didn't bring a lamb? Because they brought the son. They brought, they didn't, there was no need for that lamb. He was the lamb. And it's such a great picture of what was the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And also, as we see that the lamb will be presented again, talking about Jesus in the second coming. And so as we see this, they bring, they, they follow the Levitical law. They go in there and they bring their, not only their offering to the Lord, which was Jesus, the lamb, but they also bring their sin offering on behalf of, 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 of the woman and on behalf of, of, uh, of the tribe of Israel as they bring this in these two turtle doves or two young pigeons. And, and com continued on in verse 25 and says, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. There was just this man. And, you know, as I've heard so many stories about Simeon, I really thought that he was a priest. I really thought that he was a prophet. There's no reference of those things in, in the scriptures uh, that he was this person. Okay, but he represents a man because he represents a man that just was really in tune with the Lord. The Bible describes this man as a man that was just, a man that was devout to the Lord. He was a, just a believer. He was a person that was really just trusting the Lord with his everyday life. When it says just, it's talking about justification, right? It's talking about not only just as we grew up learning, just as if I never sinned, but you know what? That I have sinned. And then I could stand right before the Lord, like face to face to the Lord because of my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of this person, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, he says that this man was just, he was devout, he was devoted to the Lord. 
He trusted the Lord. And it says he was waiting. He was anticipating the consolation of Israel. That is referring to the Messiah. Any Jewish person believes and always and always was taught the Messiah was coming. The one that was going to come and save Israel, the one that was really going to come, he was going to come from the seed of David. He was going to come from the lineage of David. He was going to be this person. All of Judah, uh, 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 all of Jerusalem, or uh, or the Jewish people believed this. They were always anticipating this. Not everybody believed it was this one Jesus. That was the Messiah, but they were all anticipating it. And so that's what he's referring to here. They're, he's patiently waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit was upon him. The reason that's important as you read into all of these things, the Holy Spirit has not made his full presence here on the earth until uh, at this point in time. The Holy Spirit at this point in time, as you understand, as we have preached through the book of, uh, of Acts, after the Lord Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, uh, that the Holy Spirit rained down on believers and indwelt inside of them. But up until that point, the Holy Spirit was present, but he was present at different times to different people in their life. And as you read through the Old Testament, all the way up through the time of Jesus. And so this man, Simeon, was full of the Holy Spirit in his life because of his devotion to the Lord. In verse 26, and it said, And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And there's no reference to tell us how long ago that was until now that he had been given that. Maybe he was 20 years old. Maybe he was a little, maybe he was 40 years old. I don't know. But uh, a tradition tells us that he was 100 plus years old uh, this man Simeon, by the time he saw this happening, but by the time of his death, okay, and so years had maybe gone on before he had was just waiting and anticipating the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I said it was important then; it was important for Simeon as a man to know these things. To the Lord was giving him insight. The Lord was giving him some uh, a vision. In this time of reveal that, you know what, he was anticipating the Messiah. He was looking forward to the Messiah. And as he was praying and just getting direction from the Lord, as far as his life and as far as these things, the Lord whispered to his heart that he would not see death until he saw the Messiah. And so for us today, as I said, that was then. And then what about now for us? You know, as this week as I was preparing and several conversations that I had with Brother Jake, I was telling him, you know, it would be nice for us to really, when we're making decisions, that we would just kind of have a pause button and we would be able to just kind of stop life for us to really seek the Lord and see what's happening in the midst of everything that is happening in our life. Can we just, I mean, can we just do that right now? Even just take a time out to just say, you know what, think about my everyday life. And the things that I'm going through, whether it's going, things that are going on with my job, maybe the thing that, things that are going on with my family, maybe it's my children, maybe it's with my spouse, maybe it's, uh, you know, my grandchildren. Well, you know, what is, what is some things that I am dealing with every day? Maybe it's the environment around me. You know, you know, what is happening? Maybe it's things financially. Maybe it's health things and things of health in your life. That, that you are just, instead of just going moment by moment and just reacting to all of these things that are happening to us and asking the Lord, Lord, you know, just, just help along the way. You know, as we're, as we're living and just making these decisions and we're just saying, Lord, just have mercy on me through these decisions. 
Just have mercy. But guess what the Lord really wants to do in our life? Not only does He bring mercy and bring grace in our life when in the, in the middle of the moment, but He really wants to reveal things to us. Right? He really wants to show us things. He really wants to pull the curtains back and let us see into what He sees. He really wants that kind of relationship with us. You understand that? He, he really wants those things. You think about it in relationship. Jesus did such a good job with this whenever he taught in the Gospels. That he would always tell his disciples. This is just like, and he would give examples of earthly examples. And he would also, as he's teaching them, he wanted them to know. He would talk about his death. Jesus did. And he would talk about uh, stories and different things that were going to happen, whether it was a temple that was going to fall and all of these different things. And, and they would not understand because they were not, as you and I are constantly filled, if you're a believer, with the Holy Spirit and baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so for them, they, the, the, the Spirit had not revealed those things to them. And until it happened, the Bible tells us, they would go, oh, that's what he was talking about. And for us, if we're filled with the Spirit of the Lord and we're seeking direction from the Lord, He wants to reveal things to us so that when we're faced with these things, that we know where to go. Boy, for me in my life, I'm just going to be personal with you. That is the daily struggle that I have every day in my life because I'm always so much reacting to things versus being, uh, being in a place where the Lord has already pulled the curtains back a little bit for me to see what was fixing to happen. He wants to show you. And for us, you think about it with children. Uh, you want to prepare them for next. As much as possible, you want to prepare them, and most of the times they're going to learn the hard way, correct? And so for us, it's important that we try, we stop as much as we possibly can to allow the Lord to just reveal himself to us. You know what that takes? It takes a humble spirit. You know, Simeon didn't know the answers. Simeon didn't even know why he was, maybe why he was lingering on for as long as he has. And the Lord was, the Lord had a blessing for him. And until he cried out for the Lord, said, Lord, you know, you know, I'm still here. Why am I still here? The Lord said, I, I want to I bless you, Simeon. I want to show you something great. I want you to be able to see the Messiah. You have longed for him. You've been a follower of mine. And I want to bless you, Simeon. I want you to see this, uh, I want you to see the Messiah. The Lord wants to bless His children. He wants them to know. He wants us to see these things in our life. Would we just stop long enough to just ask the Lord, come in a humble place to just say, Lord, show me. Give me direction with my children. Give me direction with my spouse. Give me direction with my job of where I should go and what I shouldn't do. You know what? We, don't, we can't see five seconds into the future. You know, I think we should have learned that as a church, right? When it, with the pandemic, we should have learned that as Southwest Louisiana when it comes to storms. We, we, could, we should know in the last couple years of how one day, one instant can change our life so quick and so fast. We don't know five seconds in the future, but we know the one who knows five seconds in the future. And he knows the future more than that. And so for us to be able to be in tune with that kind of person, the relationship that we should have and tap into with our relationship with the Lord can really do wonders in our life.
And so as he sees this, as you see this in verse 26, it says, And it had been revealed to, to him, to Simeon, by the Holy Spirit. Understand the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is just, is, is just great. The third person of the Trinity, we're going to see a lot of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in this text this morning. But as you see the Holy Spirit, He is the one, He is the one, not an it, He is the one that reveals these things to Him. He is the one that bridges that gap for Him to open up, uh, for Him, He is the one that opens up our eyes to see the things of the Lord. And it says that He would not see death before He would see the Lord's Christ, the one the Lord was coming to rule and to to reign, the one to really be the chief person of the nation of Israel, that he's saying the Lord is the one that showed him that. Verse 27. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. This is Simeon. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. I think that's so key. That when you see Jesus and he's living his life, he's not bucking at this point against the law. He's bucking against the religious leaders. I, I was thinking about this. Uh, I do a lot of my sermon prep as I'm traveling back and forth to work. So I, I, I get a lot of my thoughts and analogies uh, even just driving down 27, believe it or not. And so as I'm driving down 27 and I pass right past uh, Markintel Road, just past the, the Mitchells, and, and uh, I look there in the big city of Perkins, also Miss Brenda over there, and I look on the right side of the road and they, you know, uh, I, I see the trees, of course, you know, there's trees all down 27, right? And I see the pine trees and I'm thinking of the analogy of the uh, looking at a tree. And, it's, and you can't see all the woods, you can't see the forest, as they say, because of what? You're looking dead at the tree. It's right there in front of your face. The religious leaders of Jesus' day, they were so focused on the law, they forgot about the heart of the law. They forgot why it was really there. So when Jesus is walking on the earth, and, and Jesus is doing all of his miracles, and he heals on the Sabbath because someone is there, uh, they're more worried about breaking the Sabbath law and, and making sure that, you know what, not only should you not work, and you shouldn't heal, and you shouldn't walk so many steps. They got so wrapped up on the law, Jesus is saying, no, listen, I want you to understand why the law was there. The law was there to bring glory to God, and here's bringing glory to God. There's a person in need, and I touched this person, and I healed them. You're more worried about the tree in front of you than understanding the full woods there. You're, you're, you're more wrapped up with the, the law than you are the heart of the law. And so, but understand that Jesus didn't go against the law. He came to fulfill the law. And so even his parents, God instructed them to follow this way, this Jewish way, the things that God had given to Moses in the Old Testament. They go in step by step, do exactly what was customary for them to do. And so that's where we find them here, that God is leading his parents to do that. And they bring the child Jesus to do to for him, for Jesus, according to the custom of the law. And it tells us in verse 28, he took him up in his arms. He, talking about Simeon, took Jesus up in his arms and blessed God and said these words. He said, Lord, now you, God, you are letting your servant depart in peace. He is holding the baby Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, and he's telling God, he says, now, he says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. This is what salvation is, bought, is, is, is from. 
You know, salvation was there. As you look at Abraham, he believed unto God. He had faith in God. The Bible says it was accounted unto him righteousness. He was right before God, just like Simeon was, because of them looking forward to the, uh, the salvation. They were looking forward to Jesus. And now Simeon is actually seeing it for himself. That's where salvation comes. There he is in his arms. Verse 31 says, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples. He says, this is you have prepared this before the face of all uh, uh, before the face of all the peoples. And in that preparation, understand this. I talked about, you know, the first year. The first Christmas that we had. Now, this is our fifth Christmas leading up into, you know, November. We'll be able to celebrate five years as a church. Just, you know, what a blessing. I, again, one of the things I told Brother Jake uh, this week is, you know, I love for us to be able to, you know, know things that we know now in 2017, November and December of 2017, you know, even before then, just to be able to know things and, and know really how to act and, and how to do and, you know, to really make a plan. You know, a lot of times that we'll say, we'll say now, you know what, let's go and do this and really tie this back in to maybe something of yesterday. You know, because guess what? We don't know five years from now, really, unless the Lord shows us, like I was just telling us, we don't know how we're going to look five years from now. But guess what? The Lord does. You know, and, and as the Lord has put all this together and as he's still putting things together, he's not doing it on on week by week basis. He's not making decisions on that on that account. He's not doing it like like you and I are today, just making everyday plans. That's not the way it is. The Lord knew from the beginning that he was going to bring his son on the earth to die on the cross for the sins of Israel and also open up the gospel to the Gentiles. He knew it. He had a plan and it all worked according to his plan. Now, one of the things that we do in children's church is that we have been not only teaching the lesson, but we have been going through halfway through our lesson time. Uh, we have stopped and we probably right now Nia is back over there and she is going through the hall of faith. We've been going through that Hebrews chapter 12 and uh, we've been going through the hall of faith. And uh, we also, one of the things that we have on the chart in Children's Church right over here on the, on the whiteboard is a list of the books of the Bible. And as we are, uh, showed this to the, uh, the kids last week, as we look at that chart in the books of the Bible, Hebrews is way over here. It's almost one of the last books all the way on the right. And I said, what are we talking about here? We're talking about Joseph. We're talking about Moses. We're, you know, who are we talking about? And they'll tell me, you know, we're talking about Moses or, or what have you. I said, where's that found in the Bible? Genesis, Exodus. You know, we're almost at the end of the Bible, but we're talking about, and the writer of Hebrews is, is referencing, and talking about these great people of faith, uh, starting with Abel in Genesis. He's talking about great people of faith, talking about people of, of, of Joshua uh, in the book of Genesis. He's talking about Moses in the book of Exodus, all at the beginning of the Bible. And it's all together. It's all complete. It's not like the Lord just waking up one day or day by day trying to make decisions in our life. He knows what's going on. It all comes together. It's all complete. And you see many of these things right here in the preparation and the presentation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 32 says, a light. He says, this one, this baby is a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Now, this salvation is going to be brought <clears throat> to the Gentile people. 
It's going to be made available not only to the sect of people that are there as far as the Jewish people. Now think about Rahab. I think about this lady with a horrible background and a horrible lifestyle that she lived. But yet she believed on the God of the, the nation of Israel and she was able to be brought in. Jesus, when God established the nation of Israel and, and, and them as, as his chosen people, he wanted the other nations to be, to be longing, to be jealous of them in such a way that they wanted to be a part of it. It should have been a place of invitation to come in and to be of the people of God. But because of their rebellion and because of different things that were happening, people were, were constantly coming against them. And God was having to bring the nation of Israel back to him because they would constantly lose and leave their first love. And so as we see this, now the gospel is being brought not only that you don't have to come in as the gospels, will, as the, the Bible, the New Testament and Paul will show us later. You don't have to be brought in to be of the Jewish faith in order for you to understand salvation. Verse 32 says, excuse me, in 32 it says a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. And he says, and the glory of your people Israel. Now Israel is going to be able to see the glory of Israel. What was spoken to Abraham a long time ago, he says, now is going to come to pass today. Not only as a nation, not only as a land of Israel, but now salvation is going to be able to come upon the children of Israel. All the way back, that was dating back to Moses, um, back to Abraham in Genesis. Verse 33, it shows and tells us, and Joseph and his mother now, it doesn't say his father and his mother. And understand that uh, Joseph is very important. I believe if you ever do any studying on Moses, I mean on Joseph, it was very important of who Joseph was and what he did in the life of Jesus. But it was still his earthly father. It was not his birth father. It was, it was, a, it was not his mother and father. It was Joseph and his mother. And so understanding that Jesus was going to, Jesus was uh, was born because of the of the virgin birth that Mary had. Of course, the Holy Spirit is the one that had put Jesus in her womb and says, and Joseph and his mother marvel at those things which were spoken to him. Mary and Joseph were just regular people like you and I. And you know what? Why the Lord chose Joseph? Or even more important, why the Lord chose young Mary. What a blessing to them. And the Lord, again, I'll say this again, the Lord is choosing us. The Lord is wanting to do great things in our life. And whenever we just come and we just do what, we're, what was written, what we're supposed to do, they're just being a good Jewish family. You know, one thing that's not an insult is the fact that Jesus, look at this servant. God, he's such a good servant. Look at that. He's, he's going to wash my feet, too, at the end of service. Thank you, Brother Jake. No, he really won't wash my feet. I won't let him do that. But they are being, one of the things that's said about Jesus is that he looked like a normal Jewish boy. You know, for us, we don't have to be the outcast because we just bring it upon ourselves. We don't have to be that jerk. You know, we should be different in a way of integrity, in a way of love, in a way of concern. 
But you know, he, Jesus, he got criticized for doing great things for other people. But it wasn't because he was being obnoxious. And not only that, but it tells us here that as they're doing the ordinary, as they're doing the things that they're supposed to do, Mary and Joseph, as just good Jewish families obeying the law, that when this blessing happens, this great thing happens, and, and Simeon is there saying these beautiful words, these beautiful words, these prophetic words of what's going to happen, they just marvel. They just sit there and just in awe. And you would think at this point, Mary, here you are, you're a young girl. I mean, literally, you know, a young teenage girl. And, and you, you just had this child. You, you, you know you're a virgin. And you've seen great and marvelous things already. Already. And now, when you hear these things, that you really are even shocked. At this point, should you be shocked anymore? Now, you just think about salvation. You think about salvation. Salvation, and just like Mary, as far as in the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, should be our shocking moment. Why would the Lord save someone like me? Why would the Lord save someone like me? That is the real hurdle. That is the real walking through the Red Sea, walking through the Jordan River for the nation of Israel. You know, it just that's, that's the, the big thing. That's the, the hill which we must die upon. That is the thing that, like, if the Lord can take me, a broken person, and save me, then in my everyday life, and in my everyday life, shouldn't the Lord already be able to take care of the other things that are in my life if he's able to take care of salvation for me? Continuing on. Love that the children are coming in. Verse 34, and we're almost done. Then Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary, his mother, Jesus' mother, Behold, understand, this child is designed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. Do you understand that? He's telling, he's telling us the gospel here. He's saying this child, this one, this is where this is where it meets the, the thing, you know, this is where it comes to a head. This is where everything is going to fall and rise on the Lord Jesus Christ. See, a half gospel, are you with me this morning? A half gospel is going to only preach just understanding the rising of many in Israel. There's going to be people coming. There's going to be people coming to Jesus for salvation. But understand, if you reject the Lord Jesus Christ, that's where you're falling. And, but it's all going to come to the climax of all built upon the Lord Jesus Christ. It's what you have done with the Lord Jesus Christ as far as have you entered into a relationship with him or not. And he says, he is designed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel and for the sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. You are not, he's telling you, even you parents, you have to make the decision that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. 
He said, this is going to be revealed. It's all going to be based upon the Lord Jesus Christ and the, whole, the working of the Holy Spirit for you to see salvation if you want to. Salvation is there for you. And so as we see this reveal, as we just wrap this up this morning, we see it how important it was then. It was important for Mary and Joseph to come in and to do these, Jew, uh, these Jewish rituals, the Levitical law, for them to present the Lord Jesus Christ uh, as they did into the temple and for the Lord to be blessed uh, by this man Simeon. Simeon was now able to, uh, to die. He was able to go to be with the Lord because he was faithful to the Lord. He was a just man. He was righteous before him. The Lord gave him promise. The Lord gave him insight into what was going to happen. And when that happened, Simeon is ready to go. But for us today, I hope the things that we can see and learn today and for us as we just in a very practical sense as we're wrapping up. What is the Lord wanting to reveal to us in our life today? You know, what is those th what are those things that we're struggling with? Maybe it's things that we're not struggling with. Maybe there's some blessings. Maybe there's some things that the Lord is just really wanting to pull the layers back in our life for us to see. But unless we stop. And not only in our daily life, but just in our life in general. If we don't have moments to stop and just ask the Lord to show us, reveal it to us, give us direction. You know, uh, and when, when uh, going back to this, and, and I'll be done, but just like a child, when they just think they have it, they know the way to go. You can't tell them anything. They just know the way to go. And you try to give them instruction, you try to give them instruction, they keep messing up. But when they humbly turn to you and say, Mama, Daddy, will you show me? Will you show me how to get it done? Will you show me what I need to do? Or if I do this, what is going to happen? You know, you've gone down this road before. You know what's going to happen if I continue on this road. What is going to happen? You would have to hate that son or daughter not to give them instruction. And so if we love that way, the Bible tells us how much more does our heavenly father love us not to leave us in that situation. He wants to show. He wants to reveal. He wants to be part of your life. He wants you to trust him. Can we say that this morning in closing? Just say trust him. Trust him. Just trust him this morning. Let me pray. Lord God, we love you and we praise you. We thank you so much, Lord God, for who you are. Lord, as our worship team comes up and we just we just sing praises to you this morning, Lord God, and we just continue to call out to you, not only in, in, in first and foremost salvation. If, if there's someone here this morning, Lord God, who has never trusted you, who has never just called out to you to just save them, to, to, uh, to come in and to be, ask you to come in and be Lord of their life. Lord, I pray that that person, the individual this morning, would just simply call out to you. Lord, I surrender my life to you. I, I give you my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I believe that you came on this earth. I lived a sinless, perfect life. You died on the cross for my sins. You made a way for me, Lord God, now to enter into a relationship with you. If you call out to the Lord and just ask and you, you 
reveal those things to him. You speak those things to him and you ask him to save you this morning to really that you're placing your trust in him. The Bible tells us that he'll come in as an invited guest in your life to live and to rule and to reign. And Christians this morning, if, if you're in this place that you are just, you know what, I, I know I'm a believer, but boy, I am sure living my life just with no reveal. I'm seeing it as it's happening and I'm having to react to it. We don't have to be in that place. The Lord wants to show us what's happening right now, what's going to happen, and how we can really walk in His way, in His steps. And I pray that we'd be those kinds of people this morning, that kind of person that would really just trust and obey, like the song said, because there's no other way to really be happy in Jesus except to trust and obey. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand. Let's worship the Lord this morning and just really praise Him before we leave this morning.